are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. We're back with Barry Shaw, author, advocate, a member of the Israeli Institute for Strategic Studies, a senior associate for public diplomacy, and we're going to talk about his book and uh, the story of Israel not dating from 1948, but 1917. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Barry. So you've got this book, uh, 1917, From Palestine to the Land of Israel by Barry Shaw. What's the thesis? Everybody knows about 1948, establishment of the State of Israel, the United Nations. But in the research that I've done, I discovered that 1917, which is exactly 100 years ago now, was a watershed moment where, as I wrote on the cover, because of the extraordinary heroism and initiatives of both Christian Zionists and Palestinian Jews, the oh, paved the way for the restoration of the land of Israel, the land of Israel before it became the state of Israel. Because up to that time, Palestine was simply a district of Greater Syria, and Greater Syria was part of the Ottoman Empire. It had been ruled for centuries, not by the Palestinian Authority, and not by Hamas. It had been under the yoke of the Ottoman Turks that were replaced in Turkey itself by what called the Young Turks, which are the radical revoltists of people who imposed a fairly cruel regime. We have the Armenian Genocide. They started the genocide over here using the same tactics that they had in there in Turkey. Uh, as, as the First World War, the Great War, began to impose itself on Palestine at that time. And this book relates the stories of a lot of heroes, like Jabotinsky, for instance, Zed Jabotinsky, who was a journalist and arrived in Egypt and found refugee camps full of 10,000 Palestinian Jews, Jews that had been thrown out of Palestine by the Turks. He started training them and said, you are going to be some of the soldiers that will regain the land of Israel when we drive out the Turks. And he hammered on the doors of the British general staff in Egypt, got nowhere with them, went over to London, started hammering on doors in Whitehall to try and persuade the stubborn British that they needed the Palestinian Jews to fight with them once they decided to attack and invade Palestine to drive out the Turks. And of course the snobby Brits said, who are you, a Russian Jew, to tell us what we're going to do in the future? So he knew what was going to happen over here years before the British and the British military and the war cabinet found out themselves. Um, and the story talks about the Christian Zionists. Three people I want to mention very briefly. In my research, I have come to the conclusion that if it hadn't been a constellation of two Christian Zionists taking up the post of two of the leading world leaders, one of them, a Welsh Baptist, who became Prime Minister of Great Britain, David Lloyd George, who once famously said, as the First World War was being carried out on the battlefields of Europe, 
He says, I know more about place names from the Bible than I know about some of the battlefields in France. And he selected a guy to be his foreign minister who was a Scottish Presbyterian by the name of Arthur Balfour. These people were steeped in what was part of Victorian Britain to be a belief in the return of the Jewish people to their ancient land. And these people were instrumental in helping stage British policy by virtue of, for instance, the Balfour Declaration, which celebrates its 100th anniversary this year. All sorts of major events going to go on in Israel this year. Uh, the Balfour Declaration became a British policy. And eventually, Allenby became the general, and he began to lead the, the Allied forces and the British forces into attacking the Germans and the Turks over here. But also, if he hadn't been helped by uh, two remarkable people who lived in a town called Zichron Yaakov, Aaron Aronson and Sarah Aronson. Alan B. says afterwards, he won that war by the help and advice and expertise of Aaron Aronson, and the book mentions the only woman to lead a leading espionage ring in enemy territories during warfare which was Sarah Aronson, her story. Huh? This, she, she, she was doing this from between 1915-1916 to 1917, the end of 1917, by which time Allenby was on his way liberating Jerusalem. Uh, Jerusalem was liberated. We celebrate the, the liberation of uh, Jerusalem by the Israeli soldiers 50 years ago, the idea 50 years ago. But Allenby, liberated Jerusalem a hundred years ago from the Turks. But, however, there's another Christian Zionist I have to mention here for your viewers over here. Um, I usually, when I talk to audiences, I say, could you know, tell me a British Christian officer who's buried in a Jewish cemetery here in Israel? This guy's name is Colonel John Patterson, who was brought in uh, in order to lead uh, Jabotinsky's Palestinian volunteers, that's why they call them, the, what they call the Zionist Mule Corps, in a disaster known as Gallipoli. But the, because he had led the, these Jewish Palestinians who had fought well over there, that in fact they were formed into a British army unit and then marched into Palestine. And as you read in the book, Patterson said he wasn't commanded to lead this Jewish group by a British general, but he was commanded by God. He found himself being the first commander of a Jewish fighting force, fighting on the land of Israel, wasn't called the land of Israel then, for 3,000 years. And his uh, stepping in command was Zev Jabotinsky. So, the book is full of anecdotes. It's not a dry history by any means. It's a drama. It's a page turner of drama and epic events that was, as I said, led to the restoration of the land of Israel exactly a hundred years ago. And these heroes should be commemorated. Fascinating. Uh, we have to talk again when the ceremonies and the festivities are going on here in Israel to commemorate what truly was the founding of the modern state, at least 
uh, in terms of the structure that later became, a few decades later, independence for the land of Israel. Right. I have to mention, just in case you get, I hope you get some viewers in Australia. This is one of the thing, great things that this book has helped me do. It's brought me in contact with these people. And 200 Australians are coming over, and over 100 of them will be riding on horseback, dressed in the Australian army uniforms of, of 100 years ago, reenacting the cavalry charge in exactly the place it took place. Because in Australia, the people who call themselves the Anzacs, the supporters of the Australian military, commemorate this, this sort of action this 100 years ago. Beresheva. And quite frankly, also part of the book, it was the bravery of the Australian horsemen and their horses that also contributed to paving the way for the restoration of the land of Israel a hundred years ago, an important year, 1917. Got it. Thanks, Barry. Thanks. Good stuff. Thanks for joining us on Because You Asked. You can always write to me at barry at americantruthproject.org. I promise to get back to you. And you can go to our website, americantruthproject.org, where you can sign up to be on our mailing list. It's always free, and you'll never miss an exciting episode. I'm Barry Newsbaum. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.